tell us than we would <laughs> tell, tell you. you. When we're ready and we're going, hello. And, oh, we are recording. Hi. The trouble is you can see it. <laughs> And I can't. I can't. So from where I'm sitting in the pod attic, I can see the screen and I can see when Tom hits record. Yeah. But Terry can't. So I do have the upper hand mm. and I'm not talking about Ken's high school band. And I do have the <laughs> lower foot. <laughs> what are Tom you? is oh. offering to <laughs> hold out his phone with a mirror camera on the screen so terry can it's like he's like making a, a rear view mirror for you and i couldn't like my brain couldn't reconcile <laughs> what like, i was looking you at your phone out oh guys welcome oh. to gig tales Hi, we're back. <laughs> we gig tales um, we are recording we are here we are we're recording yes so here's where we talk to you about stories at gigs stories and from gigs gigs of all kinds weddings uh dance recitals santa parades <laughs> Uh, old folks home fourth of july parades yeah. <laughs> all types of parades um, yeah any type of performance all the crazy shit that happens on stage backstage off stage in the audience upstage downstage below we are stage. here yes general music things we are here to laugh about them mm-hmm. and you're here to listen hopefully and also to make you feel better about them yeah because we're laughing at ourselves totally as well ourselves. yeah yeah absolutely we all make mistakes but especially the following people <laughs> Here's our list. Uh, <laughs> Here is the airing of grievances. Oh my goodness! I so <clears throat> I have been. Um, I know I few weeks ago. I don't remember which episode it was. I think I reckon my recommendation was the podcast and the writer is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> so Ross Golan is a songwriter. He's the um, host of it. He's written things like uh, "Dangerous Woman" for Ariana Grande. He wrote. Uh, my house um welcome to my, my house. house that one mm-hmm. that st- mm-hmm. i don't want to sing too much of it or we're gonna owe oh, rascal oh, and money yeah, but yeah right. <laughs> um yeah but i am still like fully obsessed with this podcast and i learned something cool that i think i told you terry but i don't think i shared it on the podcast um that the same person that wrote september for earth wind and fire mm-hmm. also wrote the friends theme song I'll be there for you. What? How weird is that? And unfortunately, she recently she passed away. Oh, I think like Christmas no. Eve. Yeah. What? This year? Yes. <gasps> it was super weird because I was just telling telling That's you about right, that. That's right. Did. Then, yeah. And then in the meantime, I was like, oh, I'll have to mention it on the podcast. In the meantime, she passed away. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean the um, Rembrandts did not write that? They song? did not, and <gasps> they actually didn't even want to perform it. No according to her way. story. Yeah. So she she on on the and the writer is podcast told the story um, about writing it, and I guess she was in some sort of like publishing deal where she owed so many songs in a uh, in yeah, year or right, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like something like one eighth of a song <laughs> left on the deal or something because you know you don't get full writing credits if there's more than one writer mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like the end of the term or whatever, and she had like this ridiculous fraction of a song left, and they were like, hey this tv show this the, the pilot of the show is coming out it's this new show and they need a theme song whatever oh and she was i didn't like, know it was written for the show I, me neither oh isn't that cool yeah so i um so yeah so she was like i, I really don't want to do this like no like ugh. And they were like well you owe us like any basically like kind of owe us to, like this song yeah. okay i need to write like to fulfill my freaking like eighth of a song or whatever it oh was. Oh my God. So she like begrudgingly wrote this song. They thought the show, she's like, the show is like crap. Like it's not going to whatever. I'll just like, you know, throw this song together for this show. That's probably never going to happen or whatever. No. Yeah. Way. <laughs> and then 
they needed a band to record it and whatever label i forget what what publishing what label was all involved and everything but the label involved they were like we need you know one of our bands that's like in town like in la and many most of their bands were out on tours so the rembrandts just happened to be (gasps) in la and they're like hey we need you to come record this song and they didn't want to do it yeah and they were like but it's their label so they were kind of like forced into wow yeah playing the song recording the song and didn't really didn't want to do it wow Um, i wonder how they feel about it now because i I know well they so they didn't so they only recorded like the a short version of it Mm -hmm. so if you've heard the song that's on their record because Mm -hmm. then the song later got put on their album yes um it's different it's like it's a it's like the album cut of it right it's longer and everything and it's a little bit different and i swear the mix is different because on when you're watching friends when you hear it on friends the there are two very distinct vocal melodies and like one is the melody and one is the harmony one is one kind of stays up high and Mm -hmm. one is more descending Mm -hmm. and i like I cannot tell which one is which meant one's the to melody. Be the melody. Yes, and I've had I like, love that. Right? But yeah. I've had like, it's kind of, it's kind so, of Beatles-esque. Yeah, way. when it's like, yeah, so they're very closely mixed, but I think if you, you t- listen so to the album version, it's, it's different. So they later came in and like they finished the song. Oh, okay. They did like and they put it on the album. But they also, I learned from this podcast, they didn't release it as a single, which back then was a big deal because there wasn't streaming and all that where you could just buy one song. So they were like, "Fuck you! If we have to play this song, you're not gonna be able to just buy a single. You're gonna have to buy Buy our our whole album, album. and it's gonna be like track seven or whatever the fuck." Um, Yeah. So. Um, if you have an opinion i want to know what people think which one is the harmony i love songs where you can't tell which one is the melody and which one is the harmony it's kind of cool it's i mean it's i I don't sometimes i don't know if it's like the writing or if it's the mixing right like yeah the production but or like if both parts are so well written yeah like it's like put them out in the fourth because we've talked about also songs where like the backups and stuff are like more fun to sing oh than, hell yeah yeah i think i remember being in a car uh our freshman year of well not sorry my freshman year because yeah, you're yeah. behind me my freshman year and it was with a good friend of ours and a couple of our other friends and we were in a car going up to um salem for mm. halloween yeah that has nothing to do with the story that's just where <laughs> we were going and a song came on the radio and we all started singing and our friend who went to school with us at the time she ended up transferring mm. uh and she goes okay fine i'll sing the melody <laughs> like nobody wanted, nobody wanted to sing the melody so in the friends theme mm-hmm. which do you think is the melody which is the harmony i think um I think it's the, I'll be there for you. I think the it's high the one. high one. Yeah. What do you think? It I is? feel like it would be the the descending one. It's like, I'll but I don't, I'm not like married you. to that. Like I can easily see the other way, but to me, the melody is the descending one. Right. And uh, the only reason I say, I think it's the high one is because when, when I hear someone else sing it, when I think people think of that song or sing it back. Yeah. I think they, the general public and most people will do that. I'll be there yeah. for you. Like, I don't typically yeah. hear people say, I'll be there for True. you. True. We have to hear it in like a stadium and see what people sing along to. Oh, or something. That'd be cool, right? the live, right? <laughs> the Rembrandt <laughs> tour. Um, oh, God. So, you guys tell us. 
and then we'll tell you yeah please tell us if you have an opinion yeah, on that i'm dying to know yeah um so i wanted to give a little update as well so over the holidays um we went to see cats <laughs> No. no, I no. tried. We couldn't do it, you guys. Neither <sighs> of us could do it. We couldn't. That's a commitment. First of all, that thing is like three fucking hours I long. I have to get mentally prepared, and I just—it was too much. Also, okay, <laughs> let me just say this: we'll give you a little, a little uh, development office update. Yeah, we are going to see cats. Yeah. Um, we talked about the logistics of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. First of all, you have to go on like a Tuesday afternoon yeah. when no one's going to be there. Yeah. Because that's not fair to the other people. No, you can't sit there on a Saturday night and be like, what the fuck? Is that human licking themselves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as our, as our guest, who, our, our, um, a uh, supervisor who's overseeing <laughs> our business right now said, who's going to be there? Anyway? Yeah. Not that anyone's going <laughs> to see Saturday. it. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you want the least amount of people, I think you have to go on a Tuesday. I know. But so we went to see Little Women. And I will say as a fan of all Little Women, since I was a Little Woman, <laughs> like I've been. Joey. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> These women. How little are they? <laughs> like scary little. Uh, mm. Whenever I like a book, I want to go and find the best movie version of it yeah. I, I think that's mostly true for like older books it's yeah. not like there's 14 different <laughs> versions of the kite runner yeah. out there <laughs> um yeah but as time goes on they get remade and remade and yeah different things. and the best <laughs> example of that is withering heights withering heights is my favorite book of all time and yeah. every fucking movie version of that is total garbage I, yeah i don't even know if i've seen any of them uh i'm gonna tell you the only one that you are ever allowed to see <laughs> don't ever waste your time with any okay, other one okay. except for the um tom hardy okay. charlotte ridley okay. version it's tom hardy right <laughs> it's not ed hardy which one's which ed hardy is the jeans <laughs> ed hardy is the t-shirt guy yeah why do they have such a similar name <laughs> But an Ed Hardy version of Wuthering Heights would be great too. <laughs> They're all just running around. The wardrobe is all Ed Hardy. Tiger embroidered leather and, coats. Yeah. <laughs> Hither, open yonder gate upon the moors. Oh god. Um, and so that's the only version that's acceptable. It's the BBC version, and usually the okay. BBC version of a like a period piece or a book is the best one. Except Little Women, the BBC mm. version is fucking hot garbage uh, i stand by the 1994 okay. or what the 90s yeah. the a rider one uh-huh. so i was very hesitant to go see the um current one because i was like it's gonna suck i've already found my acceptable yeah. version yeah. i've seen all the other versions they suck but i was reading a lot of good things about it so we decided to go and i have to say i highly highly approve of it mm. it was done good. in a very different way like the way it was pieced together was different but it was really good um and in the first, I look. I was there with Sean, and when I heard this, I like grabbed him and I looked at him. And I, if anyone else has gone to see it, please let me know. I'm gonna go see it again to see if my brain heard this correctly. But it kind of starts the timelines a little different. So we're they're women, not little women at this point. <laughs> Yeah. And one of the little women goes running up to one of the characters is Aunt March. Mm-hmm. And she goes running up to her. And I swear to fucking God, she said, Aunt March. <laughs> I, so much so that I like, yeah. kind of jumped in my seat and I started tapping my yeah. partner, Sean. And, he was and I was like, like what? did you hear, did you hear that? And he was like, what? what? Hear what? I'm like, did she say Aunt March? And he was like, Aunt March? He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> 
Ooh. And he was like, what's the... <laughs> he's here. He's listening to this podcast right he now. He's listening live. Um, <clears throat> if anyone has seen it, please let me know if you heard it. I'm going to spend another 1250 to go and see oh, if God. my ears That's heard that funny. correctly. And then you were you had posted about like a song at the end, right? It was a, mm, like yeah, a Schumann We'll piece. talk about that in yeah. a little bit, uh-huh. actually. Cool. Um, but yeah, they the music... So the music was great, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I was actually going to... Cool. Actually, I was going to say that oh at my the God, end. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. All we right. can talk about it more. I love yeah. the music, the cool. soundtrack, the music that obviously music plays a role in that book. I oh, highly yeah. recommend all of it. Very feminist, very feminist. So obviously, obviously I liked it. As a prominent feminist. As a prominent feminist, would... I approve. Yeah. Um, prominent feminist <coughs> and iced coffee drinker. Yes, that clinking you hear is our iced coffees going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I have a, an old gig tale Yay. that I thought of that I was saving for this, this episode. Um, it was just kind of an interesting, uh, venue, probably one of the weirdest venues that we've played Was it at. in a cave, a cavern underneath a theater? I, no. With a with river a, running with through a it? And, and an organ? <laughs> crashed chandelier. <laughs> I, tell me if I've talked about this before, but we played at a hat store. Did I, talk about this? <laughs> I think I think the best way for you to determine if you have told Your this reaction. story yet is by my reaction. Oh, okay. This was a legit book booked through a booking agent who was like, "I need a duo for a like an event or something." It's okay. Like, okay, but a thing that booking agents will do is like they have their roster or like their list of artists and Mm -hmm. and on an email chain. Right. Mm -hmm. And they'll like blind copy everybody, whatever. And they'll send out these blasts with like very vague gig details because they don't gig details, (laughs) gig tales, gig details, gig details. (laughs) 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 They don't, because they don't want like you or anybody on the email to like, if they say, Hey, I'm trying to fill a gig on, you know, Friday the 12th at Joe Schmo Bar and Grill, blah, right. blah, blah. Like, you could then technically go to that place and say, like, hey, I heard you have an opening for it and book around. Uh, the, like, I don't know, like, who's really doing, but whatever. Right. Like, they, it's a thing they do to, like, yeah. protect their yeah, relationships their and themselves. Yeah, so they'll, o- they'll often give, like, many of them that I work with operate like this, they'll often give, like, a, a town name and a like a date they tell you they're like it's in the the, fourth largest (laughs) city they give the ranking by a size (laughs) and then you have to look it up um but they'll give (laughs) argue about it with your husband for a while (laughs) argue about it on your podcast which census are we talking about yeah what year um so they'll say you know i have a gig like this area whatever this this date and it pays like this much Mm -hmm. and they're looking for like duo full band covers originals whatever Mm um so (coughs) this was I could probably find the original email and take a screenshot and post it, but it was like very vague. Like it seemed like an event they needed a duo, like a solo or duo or whatever. I was like, okay. So Tom and I ended up doing it as a duo and Tom Hardy and (laughs) Ed Hardy and I show up in our embroidered jeans. Oh, Gord. I need Tom Hardy to change his name. We'll talk about (laughs) that later. Yeah. Yes. Change it away from, yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we get the details for the gig and it was at a hat shop in (laughs) 
1842. Yeah, it's like an old time. Like, so they're actually it's Goran Brothers. They're oh, like a yeah, that's like a chain. major yes. hat store. Yeah, they're yeah. in like major cities: Seattle, Nashville, whatever. Those yeah. are some pricey. Hats they are. Too. They're like very nice, expensive hats. And I think the one in uh, as opposed to the bad, expensive hats. I don't Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge, it's in I Harvard think. Square. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we are playing at a hat store. And it was like, or it used to be, I guess they're clearing that place out. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's one in Nashville that we see when we're down there and yeah, but yeah, it, it was bizarre. So we get there and then they have like a little window like display area because it's a little shop. Right. Yeah. So they've like cleared out the area like in the window. So we're like playing in the window. (laughs) So then it's like, did you have to put hats on? (laughs) Oh yeah. So they're like, Oh, hey, like the people that were working there were so nice. Like they're like, oh, like try on some hats. Like here, wear like you guys can wear different hats for your different sets and stuff. Like we're changing out hats like and on our set breaks, like modeling the hats. But also we get there and they were super, super nice. They're giving us hats to try on. They're helping us. And my husband is a hat guy. And so, you know, he was like loving it. They're doing measurements and all this kind of stuff. And they're fancy hats. And... Then they tell us, like, that it's a 90s party. <gasps> it's like a 90s prom party. 1890s? <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Damn it. 1990s. 2090s? Um, <laughs> prom of the future. <laughs> but, like, so then they start, like, I don't, I think they had some decor and stuff. So we found out kind of when we got there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But it was, like, some, like, weird, like, downtown like shop like you know how restaurants do like restaurant week yeah it was kind of like a thing like that but for the businesses and probably that area or whatever Mm -hmm. we were fully unaware of all of these details because this is what happens when you use booking Mm -hmm. agents yeah so i'm like well we don't really have i mean we have a a wide range of music but i don't have enough 90s music to do an exclusively 90s yeah like what what so now i'm like kind of where i'm like okay well i can like pull shit up on my like pull up some chord charts on my phone or whatever and like play whatever like but it's not gonna be like yeah the t- it's i'm like what's work like what what do they want what's better so i'm trying to like get information and they were like super nice like oh, you just like play what you play whatever and okay. I'm, I, these there are some gigs that like we show up and i just or, or we're like in the in talks of booking and if i had been directly booking with these people yeah. i may have just said like you're honestly you're better off with like a, D- a dj or just okay. a playlist because sure. then you can do like when it's such a specific theme like that like yeah. like ken was talking about doing like a jimmy buffett party yeah and it's like he has like plays like one jimmy buffett song yeah. it's like what you gotta I uh, yeah i don't know yeah. but i think you know the average person and maybe they don't want it to be so themed out but i think that's at least a conversation that like if you're if I'm going to a '90s party, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that the it's going to be like the '90s, 90s classics, yeah. not like yeah, you know everything. Jimmy I don't know. Buffett, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like kind of worried about that, but they were super nice, and we played like I remember pulling up like some weird like Savage Garden and some like <gasps> random Chick-a-chick shit Chick-a-chick. that like I've never played that we just like were winging and we were just trying on different hats, and then at the end of the night, literally, it turns out <laughs> and figuratively, yeah, yeah seriously. It turns out that the payment included cash and hats. <laughs> so we like each got to pick a hat and go home with They're like, yeah, pick like, here's your cash. And that's the payment we knew about. But they're like, oh, yeah, it, it also included like a hat for each of you. You each took a hat? I'm like, what? We each have a Gorm Brothers hat. 
It's like that's no joke. I know they're Those awesome. Are seriously expensive. They're hats. really nice. Mm. I know. I was like the the hats ended up being like more value than the cash that they gave us. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So they holy were s- shit. It was so weird. I never get paid in hats. <laughs> I would get paid in hats. <laughs> like I was fully happy to take hats and they come had, like, over. You have a house just built out of hats. <laughs> I think we it's very cold in here. <laughs> they had like. I mean, they had food and like they have an upstairs area where they had like a little mm-hmm. photo booth and they were they had little props and like it was and little hats. super fun. It's just it was so weird. But wow, that is bizarre. It's bizarre. But, you know, it's like so that. Did, did you end up uh, playing non 90s music? Yeah, you had. To. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. But and they I, were fine with it. Yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah. They were fine mm-hmm. with it. And I put on like a playlist like on my phone on breaks and stuff. And yeah, played, yeah. Like yeah. 90s. How stuff. long did you play for? I don't probably a couple hours. OK. Yeah. Sure. So it wasn't crazy but it's you know that instances like that are like so dependent on the people Mm -hmm. at the venue because Mm -hmm. if they were not like they were so nice Mm -hmm. if they were not yeah that that could have been like disastrous when you show up and like you're just and if they were like we specifically asked for like a 90 set that's gonna get taken out on you oh yeah because you're the person who's there right Right. then right Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't i don't think they did i don't know if they did but it's just another like why wouldn't the booking agent maybe maybe the booking agent didn't have all those yeah, details that's true but it's like we don't know we'll never know we'll never know but it's that whole like the whole communication mm-hmm. trail between like mm-hmm. the venue uh, mm-hmm. the par- the planner and the booking agent and mm-hmm. the entertainment and yeah. yeah communication is very important it's yeah it is otherwise it's you end up with a house built out of hats Right, right. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that in private events. I remember recently reading about a, a fellow kind of local musician who had booked a wedding yeah. and um, like pretty far in advance, I think, um, for like, you know, however much money and whatever yeah. the agreement was. And then as it was getting closer, the I don't know if it's the bride and groom or whoever was like asking them to learn all these specific songs yeah. and they're like, okay, you know, we can do that. But typically that's an, that's additional money because it's yeah. more rehearsal time. It's whatever. Like, and the people were just like not happy about that. And they're like, well, we booked with you for this was the agreement. Now you're adding to it. We're happy to do an add on, but like, you can't mm-hmm. like go buy a car and then be like, oh, well I want it to right. have the heated seats and the backup camera, but yeah. I'm not yeah. paying any extra for it. Like, so uh, that stuff can oh get, boy. and I think they ended up having to like drop out of that gig or, yeah. and, and I've heard that iteration of that story so many times Yeah, that it's just like, well, I think people don't understand. And we've talked about this many times. People don't understand the amount of work that goes into yeah. any form of art. Yeah. They don't it's know what they're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot of work Yeah, and you do, you have to communicate. Yeah. And if they had asked right up front, like oh we also want to we want to walk down the aisle to this song and it's important to us that these two songs are played during the reception right then they could have been told right up front okay we charge this much money for Mm -hmm. new songs or maybe it's like okay we allow you one free song for us to like whatever your agreement is right then you're discussing it yep and details are important i think usually that's for me, I've learned that also the hard way. So my that's usually in my verbiage in the original the agreement. Con, yeah. And if mm-hmm. you want extra songs, blah, blah, blah. But you can't like you can't premeditate every possible no, thing. No, no, like, no, no. It's not possible. No. Mm. So it's hard. And it's so funny that you say that <laughs> because this reminds me of the story I was gonna tell. Um 
in high school this one time, I knew this guy, and I don't have enough time to like talk about how much of a freaking weirdo this guy is. Oh, no. But he thought he was like a musical genius. No. So he would try to put together all this stuff. So one time he told us, um, so like the school contacted him I think it was like the basketball team or something I can't quite remember and they were like oh we need someone to sing the national anthem before the games yeah. can you put that together mm-hmm. so he ended up being like the point person yeah. for that and he was like sure so he contacted he reached out to me was and it like Bob Saget that it was, was Bob Saget and Nate Ramsay and Nate Ramsay <laughs> um I went to high school with both of them <laughs> Do the math on that one. Oh, man. Bob Saget. He was, yeah, booking anthems. <laughs> Good old Bob Saget. <laughs> at a local high school. <laughs> so he reached out to a couple of other people. And he was like, so it was four of us in total. And he was like, hey, um, they want, they need someone to sing the national anthem at, like, basketball games. Yeah. Would you guys be willing to do this? And we were like, sure. And he was like, like okay, as a cool. group and do it like in harmony or like right. as soloists and take like as a group. Them or, okay, so cool. li- he was like, we'll learn like a version of it. Yeah. Um, we'll get together, we'll rehearse and then we'll go and we'll do the basketball game. Great. Cool. So we ask him and he's like, all right, so um, be at the high school at Friday at six mm-hmm. and we'll like start putting it together. And we're like, OK, cool. So I get to the high school on Friday at six and I go into like there's a separate entrance for like the music area and I go in there and there's like a ton of people in the parking lot. And I'm like, what is going on? And I get in and he's in the hallway and he's like running around. He's like, oh, good, Terry, you're here. Um, We're still waiting for this person. We need to get together. Okay, does anyone know how to harmonize to the national anthem? And he's like putting it together on the spot and then I put two and two together and you I heard all the people like in the gymnasium and I'm like the basketball game is starting in like 10 fucking minutes and this guy thought oh yeah we can just get together on Friday and just throw something together and we will just like go and sing it so you thought you were getting there for a rehearsal I thought this was a rehearsal that we were going to sit down and sing figure out like a an arrangement yeah. of it and then that we were going to do multiple basketball games like throughout the yeah, season sure and but no he was like oh the game's at 6 30 be there at six no and he was like all right does anybody know how to do this all right using this using that and i remember what? like being <laughs> in the hallway with him and he was panicking oh my God. just like realizing what had happened and he's like we have to get out there like the game's gonna start and we have to go but he like he organized this did he not yeah he did he sucks i mean this is like the thing about how can you panic like you created this because i I think he got himself i think he thought oh this is fine we'll get together we'll sing it and then we'll just go out there and do it and it's like that's not what performing is that's not how and if the game starts at like you know 6 30 they want the anthem like at 6 25 or something yeah Yeah. it's not at 6 30 like and like we should have gotten together a couple of times before that to rehearse it but have you ever been in a situation with someone and they're like panicking so much that you can't even be worried about anything you're like all right this is the story of my life it's done like this whole scenario is over it's like it becomes funny yeah and they're almost like a parody of themselves and, and you're like it's just calm down. you're just like all right well i guess we're not doing this and he's yeah. like all right guys we gotta go it's happening and then as we're standing there we hear from muffled from a distance oh say what you see so they just had some girl go out oh. and like sing it 
because you guys weren't like ready. Because we weren't ready. Yeah. And then, and he was like, fuck. And he like, he realized what had happened. He's like, all right, I guess like everyone can go home. <laughs> so we all left. And then we never, I don't, he never got asked to do yeah, it again. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah. I think part of it was like, he presented himself to whoever it was as like someone who could handle this and yeah. put it together and organize it. Yeah. And he himself couldn't even grasp yeah. the work that it would take yeah. to go into it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen overnight, even for something as simple as the national anthem yeah. for people singing acapella. Totally. It's work. I think it's, it's reminding me of when our first episode when we talked about the, in welcome to the Chi or we talked about the <laughs> dropkick Murphys and the choir and yeah. I was one of the, there were kind of three of us that were put in charge of like, Oh yeah, people that's right. Together that's right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Arra- we arranged the part, like we arranged the music and we scheduled the rehearsals and we scheduled like getting everyone into Boston to like, um, <laughs> to rehearse with the, the, the string group and all yeah. that shit. But there were people that like, you know, so now we have friends and whatever, but there were people who, we, we made kind of like rules like the three of us were like, OK, people are going to need to come to these rehearsals and they can't miss these rehearsals. Yeah, or they can't do it. And right, right, right. I think there were and they also had to be like singers like they had to know what they were doing. Cause yeah, because then a lot of people would want to because be it's co- it was cool and it was yeah. like a big deal and people wanted to be involved. And that was hard. And I remember like we had to we had we asked like someone someone wanted to bring it was like a friend or a boyfriend or it was something me. <laughs> no. it was one of our friends it was one oh, of our friends it? and i think it was tell me offline yeah like <laughs> a boyfriend or a friend or something at the time and like they couldn't like they weren't doing a good enough job on the part like it was hard like oh we wait had did to, they bring the person yeah to i think <gasps> oh. to a rehearsal or something oh, i don't remember all the details that's a bummer i know but we had to kind of cut people and but it's we we did but you like you you have i don't know i feel like i know it's it sucks and it's like maybe it wasn't as big of a deal as sure. we made it maybe it wasn't but sure. where do you like draw the line then right yeah. because well this person because i'm friends with them so then their friend can come but someone else's friend well then they can't come because i'm running it and i don't really know that person and then they can't so it, like yeah it just yeah. felt like we had to yeah. have like it's a pr- it's a precedent a thing yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i yeah it's so hard it was hard I, and we're in co- we're young like we're in college we don't like yeah i was, had to cut someone we did a college performance and i had to cut them because they were bad and it yeah. was the kind of thing where right. everyone got into this por- performance yeah. regardless of how good or bad they were yeah um and i never had to cut anyone and yeah. I, I was like we have to call these people and yeah. make up a lie about why they can't <laughs> be in this show it was just oh, no. and the guy put up such a fight on the phone yeah um it was really hard it's hard it it's is not really hard no one yeah. wants to do that i don't even think no we lied like, i think we just were like you, you're okay. not yeah you're, you know sorry what? like you're not cutting it i can't maybe yeah. that's why it was so hard yeah, for me is probably. that i just say you know what you guys are like you're all really talented and you have your own sound but to be honest with you like you're not up to par with yeah. what we expect like yeah I, he I went on and we were like well there's a matter of time and there's only so many and he's like well we can cut like a verse we can do this he like fought and fought and fought and the answer was like they were bad and like I know that's a we talk about this a lot that's a rough word to use yeah yeah they were all very talented in their own way yeah but they didn't have the skill their skills weren't up to par it's the same as like work in any work situation in an organization and whatever like 
the person if you're you know you it, you have to give people a chance you have to give them feedback you have to yeah like but but if you have certain time frame yeah. that like there's a performance at the end of this like mm-hmm. you need to get your shit together by this yeah. time or not and if you can't it's unrealistic that it's like yeah it's not easy. it was tough it was yeah. very tough i yeah. hate it. and like there are a lot of people who went up and weren't that great to be honest yeah. they're like yeah this person's like yeah but whatever but yeah. there was just one that stood out as a very bad yeah bad. i felt awful and like and i did i, I lied to them and i probably just should have yeah given them some you were trying to do <laughs> I right know, but people, I've but. also learned as I've gotten older, you don't do anyone any favors yeah. by doing that. Totally. So, okay. Yeah, that's like my biggest, one of my biggest fears. <laughs> I call it like the American Idol effect. And I like, because I would watch American Idol, like when it first started, I think I was in like high school, high school and these yeah. people, and I know it's all like, it's all scripted and it's all bullshit yeah, yeah, now yeah. and whatever, but you'd see these people that like had no idea that they're bad. Yeah. And it ha- it's not just American Idol, by the way, like mm-hmm. it's in some professional settings mm-hmm. in college, like yeah. whatever. And these people that are just like, it's not about like tone or that's all subjective, but like technique wise, skill wise, yeah. whatever, singing songs that are out of their range, whatever. Yeah. It's like how, and I would just think like, does no one love this person? <laughs> like, do you not have, because I mean, I talk about my parents a lot. They're like the most supportive, the, the most amazing but I also think like my, my mom especially is like extremely honest. And I think I grew up like valuing that. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, knowing the value of that and knowing that that's actually like a favor. If somebody's right. Like, yeah. And you don't have to be like, you suck. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, knowing like where you stand, I have like a huge fear of like per- pervert, like metaphorically or like literally being on stage and sucking at something and having no idea. I, it's not it's not the sucking it's the awareness because i can choose i can choose i choose like i'm not a great guitar player sure. i'm not a great but yeah, like you suck we talk about it but a lot. i <laughs> but i write i learned i taught myself enough guitar to be able to write songs and sure. i'll do songwriter yeah. rounds and stuff and i'll play very basic bullshit like but I'm it's not, not a, your like preferred performance right instrument but, but i know and yeah. i'm like i'm very aware of where my skill is and i'm like this is what i'm putting out there and would I'm your mom fine. tell you if you were bad at the guitar like is she that way if i said like hey should i perform this guitar solo like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> yes it was it's not like Ooh. she would just walk up and be like that's terrible like you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but but yes if i was like is this you know good yeah. enough for whatever like okay. i don't know yeah yeah. That's how my grandma was. Yeah. Rest in peace, boo-boo. But my grandma was very well known for just telling you exactly what she fucking thought. Yeah. And I think, yeah, sometimes that can be seen as like, she'd be like, oh, you're getting kind of chunky. <laughs> or like, oh, you, yeah, she called, yeah. she called Sean fat oh, in our own no. house. She goes, you're getting a spare tire. Oh, and my mom would go, so she'd do that. She'd be like, why'd you pay to get your hair done like that? And my mom would be like, stop it, stop it. And I'm like, no, I want her to say this stuff to me because I don't want to be like, does my hair look okay? And then have people be like, oh yeah, you look fine. And it looks right. How does this sound? How, how is my singing? Oh, you're so good. You're so excellent. You're better than Mariah. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, and it's also at the end of the day it's an opinion too like it's because it's possible that your grandmother didn't like your hair but you can still like it but it's like you also i think it's having to take it as or like maybe you know someone wouldn't like my guitar playing or somebody wouldn't like my the cake i baked but it's like okay like i can appreciate and also still 
not agree with it or it's still you know i still remember a cake you once baked for me (laughs) and you put this no no it was so good and you decorated it like a beach like you put blue frosting and white frosting and then like you wrote like happy birthday or something on it this was back when i lived in the fifth largest city was it though did i do like brown sugar beach sand and a thing yeah and it stayed in my fridge and i was like this is the best fucking cake i've ever had like the frosting was so good i still think about that cake you never told me that i could totally well i'm telling you now your cakes are very good (laughs) thank you not bad at them thanks um oh man yeah yeah good stuff Mm, sorry we're now we're just reminiscing yeah anyway um Ashley, yeah. what are you listening to this week? So I'm going to take uh, my listening recommendation kind of from my our previous, our, our kind of opening here, which I think you're going to do as well, which is kind of interesting. But um, again, I talked about the podcast and the writer is, and Ross Golan is the host of that podcast. And Ross also has written a musical. And I think right now it's like in previews or like it's start i think it was just in new york i think it's going to london i don't really know exactly the state i'm i'm behind in the podcast like i'm catching up Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because i'm hearing him talk about it kind of in the earlier stages but then i follow like his social media and stuff so i'm seeing like Mm -hmm. current so i'm kind of lost in like where it's at but um he has it's called the wrong man and it's about like a a guy being convicted of yes right wrongly convicted of a murder um, and right now, so this, I don't, I haven't found, um, the sound, like a soundtrack, like a cast recording mm. for it, but he has a kind of, I think it started as a concept album that mm-hmm. he put together just mm. like as himself. So he's, mm-hmm. he's a songwriter, but he also like, you know, plays and, and sings enough sure. to write songs. Um, so he wrote it as a concept album originally. And then I think kind of started taking it and writing having a book written to it and putting it on stage and whatever and there's like the court he has travis wall choreographing it who's like one of my favorites and i think the director of hamilton is directing like some really really great people involved in it but right now you can listen to just ross's kind of version of it just it's like most just like i think it's just acoustic guitar and vocal i listen through it um but it's cool. It's like you can get an idea of the story and the lyric and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, if you look for Ross Golan, um, the wrong man, you can find that. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll post about it. I always, I keep so I'm writing this down right now. Ashley will make her recommendations, then I write them down as if I can't <laughs> listen, listen to, to this, this later. Yeah. It's okay. It's good. Yeah. The wrong, wrong man. man. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, so at the beginning of this podcast, we discussed why I went to see Little Women, yeah. um, which is really good. Please go see it. Hashtag feminism. Um, <laughs> and throughout the movie, so obviously, like, if you know Little Women at all, Beth plays the piano. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, like, a thing throughout the movie. So throughout the movie, she, and, and the book, she plays on the piano a few times. There's a couple like scenes where she's playing the piano. And then at the very end of the film, a character plays the piano as well. He plays a piece, but the film is done in a specific way where like the timing is different is all I'll say. So I'm just not giving any spoilers. Here's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he played this piece and I knew it was Schumann. I like could identify it as Schumann. 
or at least something that sounded like Schumann. I'm pretty confident it's Schumann. Yeah. And I scoured the internet for days yeah. trying to figure out, and I was like, little women oh. piano piece at yeah. end, little women Schumann, little women this. And like, I could not, no one on the internet could tell me what piece he was playing yeah. or like little women like I was trying to do non Schumann, like maybe it's not yeah. Schumann, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty Schumann. sure it's Schumann. Schumann like Schumann ish. <laughs> <laughs> piano man at a la and Schumann. Mr. Bear <laughs> piano. Uh don't search that, by yeah. the way. Um <laughs> so I'm looking it up and throughout and then I put something out. I don't really use Facebook at all, but I put something out on Facebook. Yeah. I was like, does anybody know what this is? I think that's the first thing I've put on Facebook in like eight years. <laughs> yeah. People are like, whoa. <laughs> and she's um, alive. So I got, and then a couple people, including your mother-in-law, yep. responded, and they were like, here you go. And it was like the Amazon Prime <laughs> playlist yes. for the movie, but it was the pieces played in the movie, because okay. then there's also the um, soundtrack, sure. which is like the um, orchestra, um, the music the, that like was the written. score. Yeah, the score yeah. for it, um, which is a separate thing. Yep. But so what I ended up doing over the past few days was I just put on Schumann like different yeah. um, piano pieces and I listened through all them and I put them on like trying to identify it. Yeah. And now the unfortunate part of that is it's out of my head. Yep. So I'm going to have to go see the movie I was going to say, now I would not remember. <laughs> I, I have, now like, I can't remember yeah. it. Now I'm like, fuck, I really don't yeah. remember what it was now. But... I was listening to all these Schumann pieces and it was, they were just playing in the house and it was so, I haven't done that in such a long time. Yeah. It was very relaxing yes. and it was really nice. And then it made me remember some of the stuff I used to listen to a lot more like music like that, like piano concertos and piano pieces and yeah. orchestral works yeah. closer to college and after college. And I started listening again. Nice. So Schumann, I guess yeah. is my recommendation cool. <laughs> yeah, <throw laughs> this back. week. Cool. And even the, um, actually the playlist that Donna gave me, yeah. That was the pieces played throughout the movie. It's really good as well. There's some cool. other pieces on there too that I highly recommend. But there was so. no Schumann, and there was no there Sh was Schumann. Oh, okay. There were a couple pieces, but now I can't remember rem which, which one. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I can't remember what it sounded like because then, like, yeah. do you ever get that where you get <laughs> other music in your head and oh, it like yeah. pushes the other stuff out? Yeah. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna watch again. I do want to see it again and then listen again and see yeah. if it, I can identify what it is. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You All have right. To report back. I will. Yeah, and then cool. I'll you tell us and then I'll tell you <laughs> yes. and also oh if you know what it is and you've yeah, seen it please. please tell me please god if we can end this now yes. please do it <laughs> cool. oh all right guys you know what we always say on this podcast yeah if you like what you heard tell a friend and if you didn't like what you heard tell an enemy Good goodbye keep gagging <laughs>